to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? I'm well, Steve. Good. How are you? Yes, all good. All well. All the cats are well. We're still cat-free in the log cabin at the moment, in our office, <laughs> uh, in the garden. Um, well, occasionally we have one of the two cats that are, that are outside. We have those pop in and say hello, uh, jump in on our on our laps and get involved with whatever we're doing. Um, but the three kittens are still indoors for a couple more weeks. And you met them for the first time yesterday. I did. It was absolutely charming. We we um, we come up and saw you and... Uh, had a had a tour of your establishment there, your log cabin and your um, garden, and that really really enjoyable. We both Ireland and I really enjoyed ourselves, and of course, meeting the pussies were something else. They are so beautiful. I mean, we've seen countless numbers of pictures and videos from you on them. So, but they. You can't, until you see them in the real life, you can't really appreciate it. And I I didn't, but I was captivated by them. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. they're lovely. They're lovely. Um, and they're very, because uh, they've, you know, they're quite social. Um, these, we've been picking them up since they were like a week or two old. So they're quite used to being handled and used to people and things like that. Mm. You know, friends that we've had come around and stuff mm. uh, recently have been... Uh, uh, been playing with them so they're, they're very used to people and they got used to you you guys fairly quickly which was nice yes indeed yes. um so yeah they're they're all good but yes it was lovely to have you up here and uh, you can see the setup that we've got uh going at the moment and um yeah well, i was very impressed too i might say steve and i did mention that to you um, when we chatted earlier very impressed with the way you've set it up and that long cabin is absolutely fantastic it really is much bigger than it looks of course when you i see you here and i'm looking at you at the moment with your your um, um settee in the background and uh, which i sat on yesterday which and we had a it must have been about half an hour we were chatting in there weren't we and it was really lovely mm. and uh, i'm very impressed Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, maybe one of these days we'll do another videoed podcast um, and uh, people will see it in the background for mm, themselves. That's right. Maybe in the future. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Anyway, uh, we've got a few things to talk about today. Um, new picture that you've done, which we will be showing everyone on, mm-hmm. on the podcast on our website um, and a couple of other announcements. Uh, so, I'm going to start with um, something we found out just recently, and I put it on the Facebook group, but um, talk about it on here as well, is that we just got news that the Polychromos Pastel Sticks by Faber-Castell are being discontinued. Um, Now, I didn't realise this, but apparently my uh, other artist friends uh, that you guys know uh, on our site, Emma and Jason and Sue, well, Emma told me uh, this morning that... uh, they said that they were going to discontinue them a few years ago, mm. um, but then they carried on producing them anyway. So yeah, I think it's been was on a the warning. cards. Yeah, yeah, I think I think there was a warning. Now I come to think of it, and uh, I think uh, it, yes, it's been on the cards for a while. And although I use them and very successfully and have done for many many years, 
um, I've often felt that other other artists never really took them up and took them seriously because if you were a, a pastel artist then you would tend to use the soft pastels of various makes and you'd have your own preference. Whereas the polychromos didn't seem to fit into that particular bracket, I felt. Um, but coming from the other way, where the pastel pencil, uh, then the polychromos was very good because you could use it in conjunction with the pastel pencil. You can still do it with the... Um, softer pastels, softer stick pastels, but I, I, I don't think you would be as successful um, as you know, using the, the um, polychromos. But I use a, a variety, as you know. Um, and people have seen it on my videos where I've shown the box, and that's a box of all sorts, different ones in there, Faber-Castell uh, sticks and um, and the polychromos, and uh, also a credit color, a couple of few credit colors I've used. So, and I, I don't really think people really should worry too much about that because they can use the stick pastels. From our point of view, using the pastel pencils is the most important thing. So, everything you put on, uh, either in a background or if you uh, want to put it into the picture, I don't tend to do that and people see don't see me use the stick pastels polychromos and others on my finished pastel pencil work there's no real need to now because we've got um, different makes uh, the last picture the picture actually we're going to show today uh used a lot of creta color and as you know last week i i mentioned that the uh, the, the um foliage was largely Karen Dash. And so, and that supported really the kind of thing that I could have used or would have used in the past the polychromos for. So I don't really think it's it's going to be a detrimental. I mean, people are going to be sad. I, I'm kind of sad, not because I've got a lot of them. I've got a lot of polychromos, but I'm, I'm not going to be using them from now onwards because it's unfair to show things like that, which other people, um, especially new, newcomers, wouldn't be able to use themselves. So we're going to change tact a bit now. We're going to use the soft, softer stick pastels in future videos. Mm. It's interesting because the polychromos, they are an in-between soft pastel and pastel pencil. Um, mm. They're sort of more of a chalkier consistency than the, as the pastel pencils. Um, but they are sort of vibrant as well. So it's kind of like um, it's kind of like you're now. If, if the it appears to be the main reason you were using them was to get that additional pigment and vibrancy, whereas you can get that now with other pencil brands because it's that's you right, have the same can. texture. So that's, right. um, that's really interesting how they've kind of phased out naturally when the other mm. brands have come in because they have. A higher pigmentation than the the pit pastels, and I think too um, because I've got the four different makes, and each one of those—that's the Faber, the Creta Color, Carbothello, and uh, Caran d'Ache. 
each one of those has got its own little niche that you can fit it into. This is why I use a variety of them. And uh, I think people should do that as opposed to thinking about um, and worrying about having um, st stick pastels. I will still use the stick pastels because I do love, when I put my backgrounds on, I like using them for that. So I shall still use them. But I can't see me using them to add on to and include in my uh, pastel pencil work. I can't mm. see it. I the, don't think there's any need for it. The Cretacolor pastel sticks and the Caradash pastel cubes, as they call them, they are similar to polychromo sticks in terms of they are an in-between soft mm. pastel and pastel pencil? Um uh, no, not quite, actually. No, the, the Caran d'Ache is is softer than Faber, but it doesn't have the uh, stability that um, Polychromos would have. But again, you see, with Polychromos uh, Pastel Six, you haven't got the control side of it. I mean, if you if you break one in two, you've got an edge. But that's not the same as sharpening a pencil. So I don't think that, uh, to be honest, I don't think you would, you would use it. And I don't think many artists would use them like that. They would be used more as a stick pastel. Mm. And because of that, I mean, if you, if you use polychromos and soft pastel, certainly the unis and the other um, very soft um, uh, pastel sticks you'd scrape it off if you put polychromos on you'd scrape it off it wouldn't combine together mm. you wouldn't be able to use them in conjunction with it i suppose you could use them as a, a base and then use the soft pastel on top so this is where i think that the, the polychromos has never really found its true potential to be mm. fair and mm. i think they've struggled for years trying to find a niche for them mm -hmm. Well, we've um, obviously got a stockpile of um, Faber-Castell polychromo sticks in stock if people wanted to stock up um, whilst they are available, um, while stocks last. Uh, like Our suppliers are running low as, as other customers are buying them up. So um, there's, there's, I've checked today, and I think there was a couple of sets that are, are available from our suppliers, but all of the single colours are going. Um, we I couldn't get hold of any more whites, which led us to actually have this conversation with our supplier. Um, so, yeah. so basically, if you would like them, they are on our store. Um, grab them while you can, if you. And I would recommend people do do that because they are, uh, and they do last a long time. That's the one good thing about them that if you've got a, a white um, stick of uh, polychromos that's going to last you quite some time unlike a soft pastel mm. stick would crumble quite quickly and mm. you'd use it very quickly so i, I think it's worth people um, investing in them to be fair mm. i certainly would I, I won't because my job really is is to show people what they can use not um, to include, and I won't be including any more. I mean, you may see them um, because we've still got some uh, projects that I've done that I've used them on. So I can't do anything about that. I, I can't. I can't un 
I can't unvideo them. So, <laughs> you know, so, so people have to accept that. But from now onwards, um, I haven't, and I haven't used them, have I, for, uh, I don't think I've used anything in the last, um, so the last one I think I used was that dog, you know, we put the dog up recently. Oh, no, no, I did. We've got a couple more. We've got a stack, which, uh, and there's a couple more pictures where I have used a mixed bunch of um, polychromos and other stick pastels. So I've got those. But it is interesting. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, but from now onwards, from today onwards, I shan't be using any uh, anything other than mm. uh, what people can actually buy from us. And as you said, we're, we're going to be... Um using the uh as as uh as a stick to go on top of the pastel pencils in backgrounds and things like that we're going to be using the creative studio set of half pastel sticks they are softer um but they are still available um and you can buy those they are very inexpensive which is ideal for people you get them in the half sticks um, mm. and they are great so um people yeah you've been using those on and off for, a, for quite a while now so people can get hold of those um mm. But yeah, we thought we'd uh, just give everyone that update, and it was yeah, it's a bit sad, um, but it's understandable. Um, mm. So there we go. Okay, Doki, um, let's move on to another question that uh, has come in, and I thought we'd talk about it on the podcast. Um, watercolor pencils, Dad. We've touched mm-hmm. on it a few times over the years of the, this podcast, but I wanted to just see if I can get a bit more. Uh, information as someone's inquired about asking your opinion of them in the same mm. way we're talking about polychromos having a place do you feel that watercolor pencils have a place when you've got colored pencils which use the solvent and you've got watercolor which you get amazing effects with anyway well my my truly and i'm i'm being absolutely honest with you now i wouldn't use watercolor pencils professionally at all simply because I was a watercolour artist and I can produce watercolour paintings with um, ease. And if I tried to do the same thing with watercolour pencils, I would be dissatisfied with the result. Now, that doesn't mean to say other people won't use them. And I think I think it, it, there are professionals. There was a, there was a very um, good professional artist i can't remember his name now it's strange it was years ago we were actually at shows together when i did shows um, oh, 30 odd years ago so it was a long time ago and he used to do watercolor and he was professional but he didn't really manage to make it do you know he did a lot of work and he, he did a, a little booklet um, but it, it never when I when you look at the work, you think, well, if I'd have done a watercolor, it would have been a better effect. Or if he'd done a watercolor, it would have been a better effect than the watercolor pencil was. And I think one of the reasons was he was um, really uh, working with the people who made that. That's it. that was Faber Castell. Funny enough, it was kind of the um, gosh, that's well done, Steve. Good job. You've got a bit of brain on you. Yeah, Albert Durer. And he was working with so he was working with them and they were they were paying him to demonstrate them. So you kind of uh, he had to stick with it. But he disappeared from the scene eventually. 
So, and, and I never took to them simply because I was really moved from the watercolour, which I, I really, really did enjoy and still do. And as people know and from the last picture that I, we showed with the Castle Coombe, when you can do something like that, could I have done that with watercolour pencils? No, no, no. I could, but it wouldn't look anything like that. You don't have the flow, you see. When you've got a watercolour pencil, you have to put the watercolour pencil on and then you have to brush. You lose the control of that once you brush water on top of it. Even however careful you are, you can't actually mix those colours as well as you can when you're using watercolour. Now, I'm talking about, and you did ask me, what do I think of it? And this is the way I would view it. And, and I'm sure there are many um, watercolour pencil artists about uh, who would disagree with me, and they do their own thing. But uh, I personally don't really rate them. From an amateur point of view, from a beginner's point of view, they're quite nice because you, you, can, you can play with them. And uh, they're... But that's, in my opinion, that's where they should stay, not necessarily go into the uh, serious art. But I can be cried down on that. I can, you know, people can say, Colin, what are you talking about? I, I like them and I use them, and that's absolutely fine. I've got no objection at all for that. But you ask my opinion. I mean, if you're if you're going for that kind of uh, approach of watercolour pencils, then... I would have thought coloured pencils would be appealing to you mm. as well if you're if you're looking at those because it's you're doing the same thing but with water instead of water you're using a solvent and mm. and you you get I mean this is a loaded statement of being like you get better effects with coloured pencils because that's uh, not a loaded statement that's um, if you can see that from different perspectives but for my opinion seeing your colored pencil work i would say that it is better with colored pencils when you're using the same yes. approach yeah. of watering down the pencil and melting yeah. that pigment um if you compared the two side by side I, I would always pick the colored pencil picture i totally agree with you and and i wouldn't have believed that possible um even a couple of years ago i wouldn't have believed it possible it's only when we started looking into it a bit more, and then I started practicing with it. I thought, "Hang on, this is nice. It's a different effect, though. You you have a, when you put solvent on, you you have to be very careful how you play it. And I've seen if I was to see a watercolor um, picture and a, a, a colored pencil uh, picture using solvent." You would have a big difference between the two, I think. You would have a it, – it, it, I can't really explain to. See, I mean, people have seen the, my coloured uh, pencil pictures and they like them. And they, they uh, and I do, and I think they really look good. Would I actually go over to that? No, I probably wouldn't. I'd stick to watercolour. But we, we have to really show, don't we, different effects and, and people like different mediums. And uh, I, I personally, I would stick to pastel pencils, yeah, which I know and love, and watercolour as well. But watercolour has gone into the uh, 
um, distance a bit now. Yeah. Because you can't do it. You see, you can do wonderful animal work and portrait work with pastel work with people have seen that you can't do that with watercolor you can't do it so easily with color pencils either you can't do that kind of thing so you're limited really to um the uh landscape fair enough fair enough. that's my opinion anyway for, for what it's worth lovely okay well thanks um uh and I'm glad we talked about that. I hope that uh, helps others that are interested in watercolour pencils. I'm glad we covered that because uh, I know that was requested that we talk a little bit mm. about that um, and your opinion on those mediums. Um, let's talk about the cat picture that you've done. Mm. Uh, everyone's seen it, hopefully, on the podcast artwork and on our website. Um, talk about this picture because it is gorgeous. Well... You know, I mentioned last week to you that I'm, I'm looking for different things and I have got different things coming up, a different approach. And I wanted to put a cat not just as a portrait, I wanted to put it into a situation, you know. Uh, and I saw, I found this on Pixabay and I thought, ah, what a beautiful picture that is. I wonder if I can do something with it. I had to do some adjustments. You know, I had to adjust the fence. I had to do, adjust the colours. I had to adjust this and adjust that, but people will see it when they uh, look at the... Because um, I do show the picture as well, quite a lot, as well, the original picture, I mean, as well as the um, what I'm doing. And I love the idea that it only had one eye open. It had one eye completely open... And the other eye was just sort of, just, you could just sort of see, what's going on there? Are you are you taking a picture of me, you know, sort of thing? And relaxing on this fence. And it, it, was, it was a delightful picture. I was struck by it. Also, the colours were lovely. The contrast between the fence, which is a brilliant um, orangey, browny, rusty type of colour, and then you've got the grey, which is nice and soft and subtle and pink and um, different greys uh, in there. And I, I just love that combination. And then the background, which is not much of it. There's only about one section of background. And I managed to, to work that out in the same colours that I've used for the um, cat and really? the um, fence. Yep, same colours were used. Different combinations. So it, it, it's lovely, isn't it, when you can do something like that? And what, as I say, there wasn't much in it. And then you, you had this, the, the body of the cat, which was grey, going into the distance. It was sort of melted back in. And obviously, you only see a little section of that. But I love that too, that slight about focus, which what, what it does, it puts the eye and the main uh, features of the cat very sharp. And uh, and I thought that I, lo- I just love doing it. Also, different, you know, it was laying on its side, and that was interesting to actually do. Did you have to turn the picture on its side when you're working? Yes, you on do. It? Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you have to. And it, it's very weird, and, and of course, people would get be a six C six, be turning it round, and what are you doing now with that? But yes, you have to. You have to. Um, because you, you, 
I've mentioned this many times, you have to use the natural angle of your hand, in my case, my right hand, and, and you have to, all the natural movements, if you try to do it something that's foreign to that, it's a bit like a circle, you know, if you look at a circle, and if you didn't turn the picture or your drawing round while you were doing the circle, you wouldn't get it right, because you can, the natural angle of the hand can uh, give you that that uh, per- almost perfect circle. But you wouldn't, you'd never get a perfect circle if you didn't move the picture around. And it's the same thing with something like this. If you don't use the, if you don't use the, the natural angles that you have with the hands holding the pencil, you don't get the same effects. Mm. People will find that out if they don't do it. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Um, you mentioned there's a lot of Kreta colours in this. What what are the colours of, um, not the specific no. colours, I know no. it's difficult to in, in, to reel them off, off um off your top no. of your head, but what kinds of colours and tones are in here from Kreta No, it was Karen Dash. It wasn't Kreta colour. Oh, Karen Dash. Karen Dash, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it was a softness. It was, I wouldn't say a lot of colours, there were a few. I'm, I'm going, going silly here saying there's a lot of colours. There wasn't, but you've got a few colours. But what there was in that, strangely enough, is a lot of Carbothello. Now, people... You could say, well, why, why, why suddenly are you starting to use Carbothello? As I said, you've got Faber, Cretacolor, Carbothello, and Carandash. Every one of those has got their own particular quality. Carbothello has got a very soft quality and effect. So I use the Carbothello greys. I used 230, which is Faber's, um, as a grey, and I could have used Carbothello. But why didn't I? Well, the reason I didn't, because I know the 230, and I, I know and love it, as I do with the 270. People know that. Uh, it's just a terrific base colour to put other colours into. And, but then I switched. Instead of using 233, which people have seen me use many, many times, 233 was a bit hard, and I wanted soft, okay? So the effect I wanted was soft. So I used um, the two, uh, hang on, 724, I have to think now very carefully, 724, which is very similar to 233, but it's bluer. So I wanted a bluish hue to it. And that's why when you look at the picture, you've got that kind of bluey, grayish tint to it. Which is very different. Now, if I'd used two double three, would have worked out okay. And as I've said to, on the video, if people want to use two three three, or they haven't got the seven two four, use two three three. You'll still get the same effect. Well, you'll still get the same color. You won't quite get the same effect because of the softness of that. And that was interesting, you know, when you get things like that. And so it was Carbothello that. Uh, uh, was I think, and then the Karen, the Karen, uh, Karen Dash, I used that in the background, one colour in the background, which is a sort of red, very dark, reddy brown, and uh, I used that on the fence as well. Mm. You can uh, tell now. I've, I've seen enough of your pictures now. When you use Karen Dash, I can kind of see it on the picture it, that those tones, yeah, like mm. the fence especially. I. I I can almost 
sort of see those vibrant reds or um mm. you know that sort of orangey red richness mm. uh and and the the brightness of it come through because it is bright and those That's caran d'ache right. pencils are very high in pigment they they are they're, they're quite hard to use on their own they would be quite difficult for people to manage them i don't think if you didn't have other makes we are privileged actually having those four different makes there was another color that you mentioned creta color well the creta color was the, the, the 130 pink and i use 130 pink and 132 carpathella oh no paper castell it's strange that those two numbers are so close together Mm. But the 130 is a lighter colour than the two, uh, 132. But you needed both of those pencils to create the effect that, uh, in the fur. Wow. It, it, it's a lovely combination, I think, that cat. And when people see it they and see it done, they will say, gosh, this is really... It, it's, Colin really has started pushing the boat out now because I'm using the right colour the right pencil or the right tool if you like to create a completely different kind of picture mm. which is uh, i think the last couple i did with the uh, foliage that would not have worked anywhere near as well if i hadn't used the combination of faber not so much carbothello in that case it was more the karen dash that i used there but and and the fence Going back to last week, the fence, we didn't mention it, but that was color, the actual blue in the fence. And I got a lot of blues. Gosh, there's a load of blues in all across the range. Why did I actually choose that particular blue? Because it fitted best to the picture that I was working with. Mm. I try to be faithful to the original picture, you see, as well, if I can. Mm. So I picked the, the color. Because those colors that have been produced even as a photograph, work in harmony together. So what I try to do when I'm doing a picture is keep that harmony there. Don't want any clashes, you know, so I do try to do that. But when we've got, and I don't, I've, with four makes of pencils, that gives you a tremendous range of um, colours and textures. Mm. Fascinating fascinating that's that's really interesting um lovely excellent well this uh this cat picture will be on the site in the coming weeks um there's a lot that are being added and worked on at the moment so uh bear with us because we are frantically uploading as quick as possible um there's a few more <laughs> up on the site um just this week and uh then we're, we're gonna get on with those hands that we showed a few weeks back, those are going to go up. Um, another cat in shadow we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that's going to go up. So we're, we're working through, uh, and this one will be added to the list. In the meantime, there's a whole load of backlog of classes that we've previously done, and they're all going up. So there's plenty to get your teeth into. Uh, if you're a member, obviously you get all of these class classes included in your membership. Um, we mentioned, I think a while ago, we've brought back the lifetime membership. So, if you want to become a lifelong member of Colin Bradley School of Art, you can do and get access to all of Dad's classes. They're all available to you, all the current ones and the future ones we add. And just visit our website to find out more about that. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks, Dad. Thanks for talking about all of this. That's all right. 
and um, we hope everyone's enjoyed this. We'll be back next week. As always, if you have any questions, then just email us or get in touch with us. We'll happily mention them on the show. But for now, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.